Yeah, I know. But when else are we going to get to use Cypress Hill in here? Oh. Right, welcome to this Snap Alpha Chat. I'm David Cohan, and I'm joined by Joseph Cottle in America. We're going to talk about Cyprus, or we'll keep talking about Cyprus. A quick recap is probably in order. Cyprus banks are in real trouble. They're worth some 700% of GDP. Massive exposure to Greece, and they needed a bailout badly, which they got. Kinda. Um, They were offered $10 when they needed around $17 Germany kind of refused to pay the bill on less. So they had to go for an upfront, quote, one-off stability levy which looks like it will chop at least uh, 9.9% off depositors with more than 100,000 and 6.7% off those beneath that amount. Although there are reports, uh, they sound pretty credible, that those with less than 20,000 will be let off the hook somewhat. Um, Cypriot Parliament is going to vote on that tomorrow, having postponed it today. Right, Joseph, um, we should probably start with the deposit chop generally and what that 9.9% figure actually means. It's oddly specific. Yeah, you know when you walk into a shop and... It, everything's like 99p rather than a round number like one pound or two pound that seems to be going by the background of like the Eurogroup meeting and whoever it was who kind of nailed down the tax rates for the deposits that kind of psychological pricing appears to be at work here that's kind of truly bizarre is it yeah, it sounds a little ridiculous the idea that but i i think it's the idea that a a double-digit levy on uninsured kind of large, large depositors was somehow kind of too much, whereas 9.9% was absolutely okay with the average <laughs> Russian corporate shell. So this is an uh, attempt kind of to, to keep Cyprus's business model in operation? Yeah, and I, I should point out it's kind of legitimate to do that. I mean, when, you're, when your economy has relied so much on being an offshore banking centre, that's legal, the kind of the stuff about money laundering and, you know, whatever the Germans are kind of up in arms about for the moment. But when, when it comes to that, when you have been a financial centre for that long, you probably do have some kind of interest or a trade-off in wanting to kind of maintain that business and the, the costs of completely burning, blowing up big corporate uninsured deposits are probably going to come back to the economy in some way. It might kind of choke credit. It will kind of, you know, it will hurt liquidity in the economy. I I don't want to kind of underplay any of that. Sure. What about the idea? I mean, I I read a Credit Suisse note just in the way in here that said that this could be like a a way for Eurozone policymakers to attempt to force a last-minute Russian contribution to the Cypriot bailout reaching too far into gamesmanship i mean well there's one kind of interesting thing here which is well if you if the idea is kind of the justice or the injustice Mm. of whacking russian deposits in a way it's kind of the russian government's business because that is tax that was owed to the russian government so it should kind of have a say here uh, at the moment, you have Vladimir Putin himself saying this is unfair and, you know, kind of not a good thing. And when you have that guy being the one who actually is making some kind of moral sense, I think you've kind of gone wrong somewhere. Your compass is a bit off. <laughs> yeah, you're not in a good place. And the idea that we all kind of, you know, we'll, we'll get the Russians and kind of bum rush them into this kind of contribution when they already have a loan to the Cypriot government, like a five-year, I can't remember how many billions it is, but it's quite a lot. 
they have that loan outstanding. The Eurozone would probably really like them to kind of uh, keep that loan extended. Uh, and again, it's very difficult to kind of balance all this stuff. But the idea that, all right, we're going to burn some Russians and then we'll go to Moscow and ask them to kind of extend the loan. Uh, there's a little bit here of have they really kind of thought this one through? I mean, it's, Which it's, is the question. Have they thought this one through? Or is it an incredibly rushed decision that might produce negative contagion? Well, I mean, you saw the stuff at, kind of Euro, at the Eurogroup and now when they're kind of trying to pass the buck and kind of backpedal over this tax on the small insured depositors, which that's, that's the real scandal here. That, you know, that's the problem. I have no issue with bailing in large uninsured depositors. Like, the rules of the game have changed there. Sure. And um, I suppose we should just say that the proposals are something along the lines of those people under 20,000 might be exempt, or um, there could be a higher rate for those over half a million. We don't actually know yet, but... Um votes on tomorrow. Yeah, it's very fluid. I mean, it, it could change within hours. They could hold another Eurogroup conference call. I, Yeah, and I, I hope they do do that. It's a start. They, they should really do that. And now as to your question about kind of contagion, well, yeah. I think I wrote in one of my posts like very early on Monday morning that you have to really kind of forget that pretty much the entire last year in the Eurozone crisis happened. <laughs> kind of believe that story. You have to kind of discount the LTROs. You have to discount whatever it takes from Mario Draghi. Every single also, unprecedented announcement that we've had. Yeah, exactly. You, you could see it all coming in, and you could see that you know, if there is in any shape or form some kind of liquidity issue going forward, the ECB will be there ready with its toolbox. So I think I said something like, you know, if you want to short that, go ahead. Uh, yeah, because I don't want to do it. Uh, rather you than me. Uh, but I, I suppose the question everyone's going to be asking, are, are those people in, or are depositors in Spain and Italy now kind of irrational if they keep the deposits there? Or is it kind of scaremongering talk to even kind well, of uh, extrapolate from Cyprus to countries of that size? I mean, to be quite frank, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, kind of like swear or anything here, but the, the idea that retail depositors are normally kind of panicked and, you know, the, the sort of people to kind of read to their hedge and go nuts is uh, crap. <laughs> um, We're seven minutes in, you can curse at this level. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just as well, really, considering how badly the Eurogroup have botched this and how badly Cyprus has botched its kind of bank holiday idea. I mean, that, that that's a real kind of travesty. It's, uh, that bank holiday is now until Thursday and, as well. Yeah, it's, and you need cash. I mean, it, you know, it's a scandal. Yeah. Uh, but we are lucky in that sense that most people are pretty sensible. And, and to be quite honest, I expect people do see and have some kind of uh, animus against uh, the idea that this is, you know, bailing out Russians and therefore we understand yeah, which uh, that's always it's always troubled me a little bit that idea. But anyway, yeah, I know. Can... I I think it's you know it's at times as frankly bordered on racism. It has, doesn't it? It's that's kind of out there. I suppose we should uh, end this pretty quickly on the idea of uh, creditors. I mean, and you mean like the principle in general? Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the joy of being. Yeah, there's rather less joy as kind of time goes on. Yeah, sure, but, sorry. Like I said, those are the rules of the game. By being as a depositor, you are, in some sense, lending to a bank. I mean, the government will insure you against some counterparty risk if you're one of the little guys, and that should continue. And that's why I think this tax below that limit is, you know, a really quite a bad idea. Uh, but going forward, I I've written this so many times, and I, I you know, 
I may as well nail it down again. I have no general objection to bailing in depositors. I can bring you like you know, the example of a Margabanken, the I've probably pronounced that completely wrong, but the Danish bank a couple of years ago, which was kind of pretty famous for bailing in senior uh, bondholders, and that, and there were some depositor losses as part of that, I think. Uninsured, but it kind of established the principle. Uh, no one is then kind of, you know, panicked about what was going on in Denmark. They kind of fairly well understood that laws were in place to kind of allow this. Like this, yeah. this was how you would take people through the insolvency of a bank from this point on. I mean, it was, you know, it may not be like the perfect hierarchy of equity subordinated senior and whatever, but that's what the government wanted to do. That's what legislators had kind of agreed and so on. Uh, the difference in Cyprus really is not only is the tax hitting kind of small insured depositors, it's kind of hitting all small insured depositors across every bank, whether you're in Likey Bank, which is one of the worst off banks, or uh, I don't know, VTB or Barclays, it seems to be that you'll be paying this levy. And that idea of a nationwide tax doesn't, to me, fulfill the objectives of a creditor bail-in. It's more that where we have a hole, we need some money to fill that hole. And frankly, the deposits were the only thing left to fill it. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, it's a worryingly ad hoc kind of measure. We we better leave it there. Um, so say thanks to Joseph and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I managed to get through that without kind of swearing. Well, you swore once, which is pretty decent. That's like yeah, but yeah, it, it is pretty infuriating. And like I say, no, no issue with like you know the the, the deposits bail-in. And again, like the systemic danger is kind of you know, it's very very nil. It's minimal, but it's it's the idea. It's the unfairness here. Yeah, the, uh, the, idea the sweeping kind of, kind of move yeah. is yeah. No, okay. So, All right. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This was a Snap Alpha Chat, something we hope to do a bit more of in the future. That was Joseph Cotterell and David Johan. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.